not around and uh, the more I'm around Minnesota, the more I, I realize I don't want to be in Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, I woke up to snow this morning. It's like, oh God, what's going on here? You know, and uh, I'm so grateful and honored, and I promise that I won't be like Pharaoh tonight. I will let God's people go, and, uh, and I am grateful. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight, and thank you for the privilege to stand before these powerful leaders, and Lord, today I ask that your kingdom come, that your will be done. God be in action in our midst tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm always nervous when I stand before people, and, and I learned this many years ago from an old missionary, and he, he taught me this, and, and he said, Rod, remember, the power is never in the sower. The power is only in the seed. So if I drop the ball, it's okay because God's word's going to be spoken and there'll be some power released. And you know, tonight I want to talk to you about something. Uh, of course, I love Anna and Pastor Tim is one of my oldest friends. He's what we call in Tulsa my BFF. And uh, him and Teresa, and, I, and I'm so grateful. And we'll talk every so often, not very often, maybe three times a year, four times a year. And, and, but I am just grateful to be here with you tonight. And, and I had the privilege to be with Miss Anna, Pastor Anna. And it's like, Anna, it's like, Jesus, I need to get saved. I want to be like Anna. She's an amazing woman of God. And, and my, my good friend Jeremy's over there. He's trying to hide behind his hood. And uh, had the privilege to meet Jeremy the other night. And, but I want to talk to you today real briefly about it's time to dream big. It's time. And we all know the scriptures in John 10.10. 10, the thief cometh not but to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. Do you know I re recently read that 85% uh, of the body of Christ don't know what they're supposed to do in the earth that are in the church. Don't look at your neighbor right now. Just look at me. And, oh, I knew, I wanted to tell you, I knew the devil was going to give me a hard time. You know, before I came up here, I, I have an old dog. His name is Spike. And Spike is a stray that showed up one day. He's a miniature collie or something else. I don't know what he is, but he sheds everywhere. And, and my wife hates Spike because my, my Gloria is shakalaka. I felt the anointing just saying her name. And my Gloria hates that dog because that dog just sheds everywhere. And I just tell Gloria, I say, honey, just spit off the hair. It'll be okay. You know? You know, so whenever Glory is around, Spike knows he's going to get the left foot of fellowship. You know, so Spike stays pretty close to me. So the other day I'm in the, in the garage and I'm rebuilding an S&S carburetor. And I ha I've had a Harley ever since I was 14 years old. My Harley's white. Jesus' Harley is white. The Bible says he rides a white horse. And, uh, and so I'm working on my carburetor and all of a sudden the phone rang. It was, uh, I was doing a pro I'm doing a doing a number of projects, but this one was in Haiti, and I'm and, um, talking to him, and all of a sudden, I got this pan of gas on the ground, and 
man, that gas is there and I've got this carburetor I'm rebuilding and, I, and I'm talking and all of a sudden I hear this. And I thought, what? Spike! That dog was drinking that gas. And he looked at me like, huh? And all of a sudden that dog started running in circles. Faster and faster. And I'm not as fast as I used to be. And I was just trying to grab him. It was like, what's happening? I don't know if it was eating his brain or what. It was like, and then finally that dog just rolled over. Stupid dog ran out of gas. <laughs> but I want to talk to you tonight about a dream. See, we know the scriptures in Genesis chapter 37, and I want to read them very quickly. In Genesis 37, verse 3, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. But when his brothers saw it, they envied the father's love towards them, and the brothers hated him and could not speak peacefully about him. Now Joseph dreamed a dream. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus has come to give each and every one of us a life and a life more abundantly. And in that abundant life, there is a dream attached to it. God has given you a dream. God's given me a dream. At 10 years old, I was an inner city boy in Detroit, Michigan. I seen thousands of children from every tribe and tongue almost. And I thought, what? It was an open vision at 10 years old. And God spoke to my heart at 10 years old and said, I've called you to help the children of the world. See, all of us have had dreams and visions by God. And see, when you have a dream, people are not gonna understand your dream. People are not gonna like you. But see, God has clothed you just as Joseph made that coat. God has clothed you with a coat of favor. Turn to your neighbor and say, now he's preaching about you. Favor is upon your life. God has favor on your life. And God wants to bless you. And God wants to use your dream because your dream is so unique in the world. Now Joseph dreamed a dream and he told his brothers and they hated him all the more. And he said, please hear of this dream which I have dreamt. And, and we were binding sheaf and, and behold, my sheaf rose up and, and, and your sheaf stood around indeed and, and they shall all bowed before my sheep. And his brothers said to them, shall indeed you reign over us? You know, or shall you indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him even more for his dream and his words which he had spoken. And then he said, wait a minute, still I've had another dream. He couldn't figure it out. Listen, I've learned body language over the years. I can tell when people don't like me. <laughs> Joseph didn't have that gift of discernment yet. And he's dreamed another dream. And he told his brothers, listen, ladies and gentlemen, when you have a dream from God, people are not going to like it. People are not going to understand it. People are going to, you're going to be mis, mis, misunderstood about it. But Joseph's dream was from God. Your dream is from God. Dreams give us the ability to do more than we can possibly do. God wants you to do the impossible. I was listening to Steph, and I had never heard her sing before. 
And I thought, oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. I dream about singing, but you don't want me to sing. And in Genesis chapter 37 for 3 through 9, it talks about Joseph's dream. It talks about how God's given an assignment. I was just in Israel. Oral Roberts University asked me to go to represent them on a compassion mission. And I was very honored to be a part of that. And, and, and I was with some Jewish scribes. And, and as we were lifted up hands, and this is a rabbit trail because Brother Rod's got ADD. And, and uh, this Jewish scribe said, he said, you know, when you lift up your hands, the Jews believe you touched the throne of God. So every time you worship, you're touching the throne of God. I thought that was good. I'm back on my notes. <laughs> a Hebrew word for dream means to be fat. Take a look at me. I'm a dreamer. It means to be strong. It means to be sound. It means to be robust. It means to receive a message from God by divine inspiration. It means to restore to health. When you've got a dream, I've seen people that have been placed called, they're going to die, but they had a dream to live. A dream will keep you alive. God wants us to be dreamers. Turn to your neighbor and say, now I know he's talking about you. Genesis chapter 37, verse 19, it said, here comes the dreamer. Man, I hope people say that when they see me. You know, I told you that I had ADD and uh, one time I was called into the principal's office and they said, hey, we think you got ADD. I said, no, I just took a hit at LSD. <laughs> but I'll try it. <laughs> you know, I'll try I'm willing to try anything <laughs> see all of us we have been given a dream by God and dreams will help us succeed and dreams will bring us happiness and peace that we are looking for when we attach ourselves with Jesus, we attach ourselves with the dream giver. God has a dream for you. God has a dream for me. In Genesis chapter 39, verse 2, it says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was successful. When you get a dream, you're going to see success coming your way. God wants to make you successful. Turn to your neighbor and say, now I know he's talking about me. Genesis chapter 39, verse 3, and said, the Lord made Joseph prosper. Why? Because Joseph had a dream. You've heard this. I've been all over the world, every continent of the earth I've been, ladies and gentlemen, except Antarctica, and I don't want to go there. And I've seen some of the poorest places in the world. I lived five years in the nation of Haiti. I was almost stoned to death. And you've heard this before. The poorest man in the world is not one without money. It's one without a dream. One without a dream, Mark. One without a dream. 
When a man doesn't have a dream, he will die. A dream keeps us alive. A dream keeps us moving. And God wants us to be dreamers. When you walk through those doors of this church, this beautiful church, people need to be saying, oh, here comes that dreamer. You know, when I was in the third grade, my teacher said to me, she said, Rod, you're just a daydreamer. <laughs> you know, just a daydreamer. I'd look out the window. <laughs> my brother would be tripping. wasn't even on drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I was a dreamer. I want to be known as a dreamer. God wants you to be a dreamer. And see, in Genesis 31, 39, verse 21, it says, And the Lord was with Joseph and gave him great mercy and favor. I want favor. I want favor. Wherever I go, I want to walk in the favor of God. I want God's favor upon me. And dreams give you favor. There's so many benefits with a dream. And God wants you to embrace your dream because your dream is your destiny. Dreams bring life to others. Your dream is connected to someone else. Hey, could I have the ushers? I brought a gift for you today. In just a minute, I want to give you it. Okay, in just a minute. I want to give you that little gift I brought for you. The Lord said to me one time, please, just pass them out. The Lord said to me, he said, I never give you a dream to frustrate you, but I give you a dream to empower you. See, God wants to empower you. Your dream is your power. And God wants to help you. Proverbs 20, Proverbs 10, 24, it says, the desire of the righteous shall be granted. Your dream is a desire from God. I uh, recently, I just stepped down after 20 years off and on working for a ministry. At five years, I left and went to Haiti and came back and and. And I have this feeding ministry that we serve 3,400 bags of food a week into the projects of my city. And people will come and help me. I have 500 volunteers. And they'll come and, and they'll, they'll grab a can of beans or something. And I'll say, John! I wish I had a beard like that. <laughs> I say, John, you know what you just did? And they go, what? Brother Rod's tripping. I said, you know what you did when you grabbed that can? You just put your fingerprint on someone's life. See, every time we do something good, we have put our fingerprint on someone else's life. See, your fingerprint is very unique and you know, you say, well, I got a dream and I've been disappointed and it's not working out. Abraham Lincoln said the best part of the future, it only comes one day at a time. Your dream is coming. It's going to come. God is going to fulfill the desire of the righteous. Genesis 4, 4, it says in the fullness of time, God sent his son. In the fullness of time, God sent his son. I love this. 
there is a time you will see your dream fulfilled. What is your dream? What is your dream, Jeremy? What is it? God wants to give us the desires of our heart. There's a time and season for everything under heaven. Many years ago, I wanted to come to Minnesota. I'm telling you, I've been all over the world, and you people speak funny. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> right. I was like, I was with Tim the other day. We were walking through the flea market, and I thought, I feel like I'm in a third world country. Listening to these voices. Many years ago, I wanted to go to North Central Bible College. Man, I was so excited. I'm going to go to North Central because North Central produced more missionaries, successful missionaries, than any other university in the United States of America. I'm going to North Central. I'm going to be a missionary, not to be confused with my favorite song, Be a Missionary Every Day. Tell the world that Jesus is the way. The Lord is soon returning. There is no time to waste. So be a missionary every day. That's my favorite song. I knew you wanted to know that. But, so I, I applied for North Central. I'm working railroad. And I come home that, that night waiting and waiting, and all of a sudden my wife's standing at the door, and she's got a letter in her hand. And it's North Central University. I go, OMG. I open the letter. And I say, unfortunately, Mr. Baker, you don't meet our academic requirements. I was a genius child. I graduated the eighth grade, head of my class. I was like Jethro Bodine, Beverly Hillbillies. And I thought, man, I want to go to that university. I want to be a missionary for God. And I was rejected and I was devastated. But thank God Rayma accepted me. <laughs> Many years ago, I'm working and... And I get to my secretary, my assistant, she says, hey, there's a call from North Central University, and it's the dean of students. I said, really? This is 20 years ago. I'm thinking, they finally decided they were going to send it. <laughs> I wanted to go to North Central. So I got the phone. Hey, Mr. Dean, how you doing? I'm great, great, great. Uh, and... Uh, he said, hey, we've heard what you do with inner city kids. We want you to come to North Central. We want you to spend three days teaching at our university. You will speak to the entire student body, and then we're going to do a seminar on reaching inner city kids. Can you come? I said, absolutely. So that day came, and I was sitting up there with the holy men. You know where the holy men sit? <laughs> and I'm sitting there looking at this university. I'm looking at the students. It's like a bowl there. And, and so I finally get up and I said, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I wanted to be here. But I was rejected. And all of a sudden, the holy men didn't look so holy. <laughs> but I'm here to tell today to preach to you whom man rejected God approved. God doesn't look at your dysfunctional. He looks at your dream. Your inadequacy, God doesn't look at that. 
I, I, I had over 870-some ministers that I ordained and licensed people in this organization. I, I overseen them. And they would come in, and my wife, my beautiful wife, Gloria, I miss her. And some ministers have problems. I don't know if you know that or not. And they come in and they'll start sharing their problems. And I'll sit there and I'll, I'll listen. Like I look like a psychiatrist. <laughs> you know, I went to the eighth grade. Come on, give me a break. You know? I mean, and so, long story short, I'll go like this. I'll go, wait a minute, time out. My wife, my beautiful wife, she'll go, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't know if your wife ever does that. It's a sign. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I know Pastor Brian's wife has never done that before. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I'll say, I want to tell you a secret. Gloria go, oh, my goodness. I want to tell you a secret. And they'll look at me. I got issues. Don't look at your neighbor right now. Just look at me. We all got issues. Thank God Jesus loves us with our issues. And you know, I heard it said one time, if you have a a dream for a year, plant some wheat. You have a dream for a lifetime, plant a tree. You have a dream for eternity, plant it into someone's life. God's dream is for eternity. What you do in this side of heaven will echo throughout eternity. Your dream has been given to you by divine purpose. Dreams are series of of images, ideas, emotions. I get emotional sometimes. I think about certain things that I'm doing and, and I'll start crying Say, God, I've got to do that. I've got to help that person. I've got to help that country. I've got I've to help those children. That's part of my dream. It's who I am. And when God gives you a dream, he gives you the power to fulfill that dream. He would not give you a dream and not give you the power to fulfill your dream. If he did, he would be an unfair God. And God is not unfair when he gives you a dream, he's entrusted you with something beyond your wildest dreams. See, God entrusted Joseph with a dream. God has entrusted me and you with a dream. He's entrusted you with something that will echo throughout eternity. Today, I want to say to you, without a dream, we will perish. The church must have a dream. We must have a dream. What is the church? Who is the church? Look at your neighbor and say, now, I know he's talking about you. You are the church. You are the apple of his eye. You are the one that he has given a dream to. Proverbs says in Proverbs 28, 18, where there is no vision, people perish. I'm here to tell you where there is no dream people will perish. Don't be afraid of of the spaces in between your dream and reality. God has given you a divine purpose. I'm going to share five things with you and then I'm going to close. Mark Twain said this. He said, stay away from people 
that will try to belittle your dream. For little people will belittle your dream. I don't care what people say. I don't care that what North Central said. I don't care what people say. I know what God said. At 10 years old, I knew what God said, and I didn't even know God. But when God says something, he means it. Five things to see your dream come to pass. Number one, dream big. I just turned 60 years old. My dream has been bigger than ever before. And as you head towards the light, the path will get brighter and brighter as the noon day. Your dream, the more you walk with God, God will reveal more and more of your dream. You will see it come to pass. D.L. Moody said, if you're going to partner with God, make no small plans. The second thing is, your dream is your call. It's who you are. You're called by God. The third thing is give your life to it. Be a giver. Generosity is the gateway to intimacy with God. I'm giving you all I have, it is yours. I won't hold anything back. Give your life to it. Number four, be committed to it. I hope this is okay. I can't tell by your faces. Reminds me of a story of about a farmer in Minnesota. <laughs> One day, the farmer was good to his animals. And the chicken said, <laughs> had an idea. I know chicken talk. I know a lot of languages. I know French. French toast, French fries. Uh, I know all kinds of languages. Spanish, burrito, taco. And the chicken said, and the chicken said, let's make the farmer breakfast. And the cow said, ooh, sounds good to me. Then they walked up to the pig. The pig said, wait a minute, boys. <laughs> wait a minute here. For you, it's just a contribution. For me, it will be a sacrifice. Tonight, I'm asking you, will you make a sacrifice to God? Will you be committed to the dream? And the final fifth thing. When we commit... It is the pathway that we walk down to see your dream come true. Number five, treat it holy because it is from God. Tonight I gave you a gift. I had a gift like this given to me many years ago from a missionary that translated the Bible for an unreached people group. I was honored to even touch his hands. <laughs> he handed me this piece of puzzle. I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> You've been in the jungle too long. <laughs> and, and he said, Rod, this is for you. 
thanks a lot. <laughs> I still have it in my pocket. Carried it for years. He said, remember, Rod, that your dream is a piece of God's puzzle. If you don't fulfill your dream, Rod, God's puzzle will be incomplete. Dream no small dreams, for they do not stir the hearts of men. Tonight, <clears throat> I have ordained hundreds of people. That's what I've done. Hundreds. I had 200 missionaries in answer to me that I served, had the privilege to serve. <laughs> Some of the most godly people you'll ever meet in this side of heaven. And then 800 some ministers. So I ordain people. And tonight, I want to ordain you. You say, can you do it? I said, absolutely, I can. I want to ordain you to do good works in the earth. I want to ordain you to bring your piece of the puzzle to the king, to his kingdom. If you'd say, Brother Rod, I'm kind of having trouble with my dream. That's okay. I, I have trouble with my dreams all the time. But I don't give up on them. Tonight, my time has slipped away. I would like all of you to stand to your feet. And I want to pray a prayer of ordination over you. I want to ordain you. I want to ordain you. What does ordination mean? It means to be set apart. It means something that is holy by God. He's entrusted you. greatest story ever told is God's love for humanity. The second greatest story ever told is what you do with his love. Because see, it will be your story. It will be your dream. So if you would, be so kind to lift up your hands. As a sign of surrender to the King. God, today, I thank you for the privilege to speak to these leaders. And God, I'm asking you to enlarge their hearts. Your word says, I will run in the ways of your commandments, and you will enlarge my heart. Tonight, Lord, Enlarge your hearts of your sons and daughters. God, let them begin to see the dream even more clear than ever before. Some of you have dreamed of ministry. Some of you have dreamed 
of doing certain things, businesses. Some of you have dreamed of certain professions. God has given you that dream and God wants to empower you today to run with your dream. Let's pray this prayer of consecration to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my purpose. What you created me for, what I exist for, is to fulfill the dream you made me to fulfill. Tonight, Lord, help me to walk out the dream that you've given me. Lord, I receive your ordination.